0: I'm Groot. Uh huh. I'm Groot. No! I am Groot.
1: That's a really bad sign.
0: What is up, America? Hello, and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show. I'm Joel Mahalik, happy to be here with you, happy that you're here with me. I've got a little dry throat today, excuse me. Uh, not sore throat, nothing like that, just a little dry. But hey, we're here, it's nice to be here, it's nice to have you here. we got some things to talk about tonight on the show. And uh, if you want, there are some ways that you can get a hold of me. Let's run through that list, shall we? If you want to come and interact with me online, you can visit the website for the QYB Network at qybradionetwork.com. If you want to chat with me during the live shows, sign up at spreaker.com. That's right. A couple people emailed me this week. You do have to sign up for a free account. And then you can log on during the show, and then I'll be in the chat room. Uh, the link for the Spreaker page is available on the website and Facebook page. And speaking of Facebook, you can find me there as well. Just hop on over there and look me up at JM Talk. So that's how you come and play with me. So, obviously, you know that I wasn't here last week because the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. And now today, they are, well, actually, as of Sunday night, at about 10.21 p.m., they are now... Super Bowl champions for the first time which will hopefully be first of many so but I'm very proud of my team it uh, I'm very proud of my of my team's season as well uh, and and you know the best type of fan to be the best type of Eagles fan is one that was able to believe throughout the season that Things were different. This was a different type of team. There were some magical things happening. You know, players go down, someone else steps up. And and on and on and throughout the season. And you just had this sense that something was completely different with the way this team operates. The way they meld together. The way they bonded and the camaraderie. And just the way nobody on this team was really out for their own stats. And if you could feel that and believe in that, then it was even a better season for you. Because typically we're used to being let down, right? We get let down. We we get high hopes to get knocked down. And that's not the way that I looked at this season. So I was able to enjoy it more. Now, I also wasn't one of these asshats that came out during preseason or just after preseason. We're going to the Super Bowl! hey, calm down! But when we did get into the playoffs even though that first game that divisional game round was 15 to 10 against Atlanta I but I knew and anyone who knows me or works with me or hangs out with me I, I was I was telling them I said I'm telling you I feel like this is the team this year with everything that we've accomplished and everything that we've done I believe this to be the team that can take the patriots and we were and it wasn't a, it, it, there there was no controversies in the game there was one or two questionable plays i know there was one touchdown that the a lot of people uh, you know were questioning here's the thing all the all the touchdown plays are reviewed by the nfl i mean sure on the ground the officials make a call but all these touchdowns are reviewed and when they come back from review and they stand, then you, you, you can't say, oh, this person cheated, or that call was bad, or that wasn't right. I mean, it's a big game. And when there's a score in play, it's always reviewed by the NFL, whether you call it New York or, or, or whatever. It, it goes off and it gets reviewed and then the, the the final decision is confirmed or it's overturned, d- d- depending on what they've seen. So I stick to no questionable calls. Everything was confirmed. You know, we didn't see all the, you know, there was so much hype about uh, cheating New England. And nothing like that seemed to be going on. Two teams that fought for 60 minutes. And that was the key. I told people leading up to the Super Bowl, the Eagles have to play 60 minutes. They can't play 45. They can't do what the Jaguars did and play a super first half and come out and just lay lax. Second half of the game, what happened? I mean, the Patriots came out and they scored 21 points. So, But in the end, we prevailed. It was a really good game. They say, They do say it will go down as one of the best Super Bowls in history. And so this is great stuff. What a great day to be a fan in Philadelphia. I read today and have not yet confirmed. And if somebody can confirm that for me, uh, then hop on the Spreaker. If you have an account there and chat with me. Facebook, you can go on Facebook and send me a message. I'm wondering because I heard this morning. I heard this morning that... Oh good, and, and an old friend of mine just chimed in on my Skype line. He actually may know the answer to this. I heard this morning that Philadelphia is the first sports city to have a title now in all four sports, baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. So I personally didn't have time today dealing with some issues to get that checked out. But hey, if you know that fact or fiction or whatever, drop me a line on the various ways that you can get a hold of me because I'd love to know. And if you don't get back to me, I won't be hurt. I will eventually go research this for real because I just don't take the first thing I hear As gospel. But it's an amazing season. Uh, It it ended very well for us. We brought the Lombardi Trophy home. Uh, Of course, a lot of people now want to talk about quarterback controversy. There's not a quarterback controversy here in Philadelphia. Okay, everybody knows, including Nick Foles, that this is Carson Wentz's team. He will be back. So now there's a lot of hype about, well, what will happen to... Nick Foles and I think that a lot of that if you saw some of the interviews with Nick Foles during Super Bowl week and kind of got to know him like a lot of people got to know him they didn't know him before I think it comes down to what does Nick Foles want to do what does Nick Foles want to do and I think that's going to be an important part plus I think I I read today that he, we already have, he's already signed through 2018 so um, It's I think it's a moot point unless I know there's like three teams, Cleveland, the Bills, and somebody else, probably would are gonna come along and try to get him and start trading off picks. Because you yeah, know, even the Vikings, the Vikings, I think all their quarterbacks are free agents now. So Vikings are probably thinking, Let's go get this guy. He beat us in the playoffs and we were the number one defense. Uh so uh <laughs> Okay, so I'm being told Chicago has... Okay, so Chicago has all four. Hmm, okay. So maybe I did not hear right. And that's fine because I found that odd. I found it odd that Philadelphia would be the first sports city that has at least one title in all four of the major sports. So I thought it was odd. Hey, I'm throwing it out there. Getting some response back. It looks like Chicago's got hockey, football, basketball, and baseball wrapped up too. So, uh, there you have it. Uh, so, we're looking forward to next year. You know, we, have, we have the people coming back from injury. Think about this. Think about this for a minute. You have these guys that were watching their team doing their thing from the sidelines, right? Being injured and seeing all this magic happen. Now, imagine when they come back healthy and they're going to they're going to be hungry for some of that. They're going to want to munch down on some of that that they missed hanging out on the sidelines. That's going to be cool. That gives me I, I I get like the chills thinking about that. And and I, you know, I, I'm hoping I kind of feel like next year is going to be one of those years where the rest of the NFL is going to have to watch out. Because the other thing, too, is NBC Sports released an article last week on Monday morning that basically put the NFL on notice and said, sorry, NFL, but the team that just won the Super Bowl will be back not only next year with same staff, but injuries back, and then most of the starters are locked up through 2020. So the idea now will be, obviously, to keep the team healthy. Okay, right, now I'm getting something on the other chat. Looks like from my producer, Mr. Tony Richards. He says the Flyers' run to the 2010 Stanley Cup Finals made the city of Philadelphia the first North American city to have all four of its major professional sports league teams play in the league championship finals at least once. Okay, so... To have all four play in the finals. See, that's why you never believe the first thing you read on the internet. And I think we talked about that like a week or two. So stop getting your news from the internet. Or at least check other sources if you see something. In fact, I belong to uh, one or two uh, fan pages, sports fan pages. Here's an interesting interesting rule to belong to these pages. If you post something that's not true, not verifiably true, they throw you out. You get thrown out. And I, I think that's great. Because someone's got to stop fake news somewhere I and mean, that's a great place to stop it. If you report something that's not true, your ass is out. I think that's fair. So, so congratulations to my Philadelphia Eagles. It has been one hell of a year. You know, a couple small challenges coming up. Uh, we lost our quarters, quarterback coach to the Vikings which is kind of why people are thinking if he went to the Vikings do the Vikings with their three free agent quarterbacks come knocking at the door looking at Nick Foles so there's some decisions to be made but I think right now uh, everyone take a break and we see what happens but uh, also we I believe today it was reported that our offensive coordinator uh, is gone. And that doesn't really affect me as a fan at all because we know Doug Peterson was calling the plays this year. So I almost feel like we could continue without an OC. Although, you know, there's some rumors that there's some people within the organization that might step up into that position, namely Deuce Daly. I don't know. We'll see. I don't want to, I, listen, I don't want to spread any fake news and get thrown off my own show. That would be sort of weird, wouldn't it? But anyway, so yeah, so we we will see what happens from there. And very happy, more so happy, not only that they're Super Bowl champions, but that we were the team to uh, stop the Patriots from getting a sixth Super Bowl win. So I thought that was pretty fitting. Not only the sweet revenge of being able to beat them after they beat us in two thousand four at the Super Bowl in two thousand five actually, two thousand four season. And so that was nice. So there was a lot of a lot of nice things that just come out of this win. And, you know, I just wanted to take a couple of minutes tonight to be able to share that because uh, you know, I've been sharing with you that I've been following the playoffs and i've shared with you the reasons why you know we had some taped shows and it had to do with you know the eagles so you know if if you weren't living under a rock i wanted to share with you again and let you know what the end result is and that we are now super bowl champions and uh interesting big parade i did not go uh, for those of you that are wondering i did not go i do not like philadelphia On a Tuesday, let alone a day where a million plus people uh, are flooding the city. Uh, Even though I did hear that getting in and out was obviously busier, but not too bad. But not something I'm going to readily do. Uh, I did not go to the Phillies parade in 2008. Uh, There's a much better seat to all of these sporting events called My Couch. You know, it's right next to the bathroom. I mean, Philadelphia. I think they they placed and presumed one porta john for every 850 participants or spectators. So I think I get better odds with two people in my house and two bathrooms. So I'm close to the bathrooms. I have carte blanche at the concession stand when I watch these events from home. Y'all you know, don't have to worry about crowds. You know. (laughs) Tony's reminding me, though, that I do like to go out (laughs) on Hot Dog Night. Dollar Dog Night at the Phillies game. Is there anything better? I submit that there may not be. So, you got me there, Tony. You're right. Uh, However, but listen. If I stay home, though, the wife makes one hell of a Dollar Dog Night Here. And, you know, chili toppings, cheese toppings, I mean, you name it. Even I, I even have the, the makings for Chicago hot dogs, Chicago-style hot dogs. And, I mean, I have all the ingredients from the Vienna Beef Company. So, don't question whether I do or don't have the right ingredients for a Chicago hot dog, because I do. So, uh, it will be exciting, though, to see how the Phillies do this year. I mean, they got a new manager. Kind of quirky. We'll get to know him. They made a couple offseason, a couple good offseason moves. And you know what else was awesome, by the way? The day after the parade of champions for the Eagles, the equipment trucks loaded up and headed to Florida for spring training. That's exciting stuff. That's exciting stuff. Spring training right around the corner. So you get out of the football and you head right into baseball. Gotta love it. So when we, when I come back, when we, when I come back, what am I doing when I come back? I forget. Uh, let me see if, that, if I put it over here. Uh, yes. When I come back from this break, I, I'm just curious about your old photographs, your old, your old pictures, and I'll tell you why, and we'll talk about that. I'm going to take a quick break. And then just kind of like it kind of fits the mood to set the mood. Got a really nice song for y'all to hear. So stay right there. I'm coming right back and we'll talk about pictures. So I use my computer every day. Not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue... They can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061 or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com.
1: These old photographs make more pictures in my mind than I can keep in elbows. And would you please forgive And of course you always did And these old photographs Make more pictures in my mind Than I can keep an album.
0: Welcome back to the Joel Mahalik Show. I'm Joel Mahalik. And if you want to come and hang out all the different ways online, you can visit the website, qibradionetwork.com. If you want to chat with me during the show, sign up for Spreaker.com Free account. You can log in during the show. And the link for that Spreaker broadcast is on our website. And also on the Facebook page which, by the way, at JM Talk, You can also find me there and message me there. Message me there, Spreaker. You got my phone number, you can text me. You got my Skype, you can Skype me. I mean, you know, there's <laughs> so many various ways to get a hold of me. That piece of music called Pictures by Laura Monk and High Cotton, uh, by the way, for the YouTube Police, where we also broadcast the show, uh, I have permission, so stuff it. Um <laughs> I actually put that in the show notes too. Not stuff it or YouTube police, but I did. I I had to put in there for my own sanity that I had express written permission to use the song, which by the way, I did reach out to the artist this week who I remained friendly with after I ended the last show, uh the last version of myself. Um and I stayed close with the band. And they still send me their stuff. And I said, well, I'm going to be going back at some point. So there's always going to be a way to use independent music. And I will always be a friend of the independent musician. And But I did email her this week. And uh, I asked her if I can see if I still have permission to use it. you know, And I uh, got a very nice email back. She said, I pretty much had a perpetual license to use that stuff forever. So thank you, Laura. Uh, the, uh, you can visit them. LauraMonkMusic.com I believe is the website Uh, Reach out and see what they're doing They have a new project She's going to be sending me the material on uh, That I am so excited Uh, Their music is just some of the best Americana music I think we've ever heard And uh, I think anyone that worked on the show with us uh, Would attest to that But that song sort of set the theme For what I wanted to talk about next I had this project this week And I had to scan and basically digitize uh, old pictures uh, for um, a friend. And I mean pictures back 1912 I think was the earliest picture. And there was his father passed away. And so he had found all these pictures and he wanted to get them. You know, scanned and digitized for various reasons. And that's the thing, right? Various reasons like to do that. And as I was working with them, and very, very delicately too, I was being very delicate with these photographs because, first of all, I mean, th- they're not mine. I have a ton here that had to be scanned. But I want to be careful. This is someone else's story, this is someone else's life. And I wanted to take care of that. And the process went very quickly, but I actually went very slow with it. So it was amazing to my, I amazed myself as to how fast the entire process went, even though I was being additionally more cautious than I would if I was just scanning my old photographs. And going through some of these, especially the older ones, how delicate they were. And how close to disintegrating some of them were. And to be the person responsible for digitizing that for somebody—can you even imagine? I and I had a—I emo- mean, I had emotions running through me for several reasons. One of which was I—I uh, I respected his father very much, and of course, so doing this and being able to see uh, old family pictures of him. And then of course, you know, I thinking of my own parents. And so it was really emotional doing this, but and then it got me thinking, I really need to get mine done. And for the number one reason I would think that you would want to do that is preservation. Cuz if you go back and listen to what Laura Monk sang in a song, keeping albums put in boxes. I mean, that's basically what we're doing now. literally. Ladies and gentlemen, I am looking at two dozen photo albums that I acquired when my father passed away, and a shoebox of photographs. So she says, keeping albums put in boxes. I've got both of them, and the ones in the boxes I have to straighten them out. I mean, of course, a, the a flatbed scanner will will straighten them for the scan, but they're so curled though that I would be afraid that when I drop the l- lid that it will shift them from being straight and of course look I have all the software to straighten them and all that but to minimize work but I have both and my number one reason for doing that is posterity there's a lot of old photographs and then I can digitize them and now I have them captured in that new medium, obviously. And then I also I can share them with uh, family. I mean, I have black and whites in there. I have sepia photos. I have wedding photos from great grandparents. And I mean, you know, there's they were those big photos on the like the very, very thick cardboard. You know the ones, or maybe you don't. I mean, if, you know, depending on what. age range range you are listening out there i have polaroids remember the kodak remember the polaroids remember the kodak's um instamatic cameras yeah i got a kodak instamatic camera and you remember the flash bulbs i mean do you remember these things now we have devices where the flashlight is a flash and the flash is a flashlight back and forth and here we go sure you got all these digitized we're taking more photos now than we ever have but do you ever think well, what would you do with them are they just stored on your phone what happens if your phone crashes are you using any kind of a backup I mean I'm not talking about pictures I take you know, everyday on my phone of course most of the pictures I take on my phone this is sad but true are for work I mean, if I'm working on something, I'm like, oh, I need that serial number so I can call in the te- uh, support ticket. <laughs> I'm taking a picture of serial labels, you know, serial number labels and model numbers and things like that. A screenshot. I need a screenshot real quick. Let me see what that error, you know. And so that's what most. But when I digitize these pictures, then what do you do? What You know, do you put them on a backup drive? Of course, put them on a backup drive. Well, I got news for you. I'm going to share a backup drive story with you. Very funny, now, because it all worked out, but I was asked uh, uh, four or five weeks ago to DJ a friend's wedding this month, because I used to be a disc jockey. Sure, I'll do it. I got a, I got an 80 gig hard drive full of music from uh, the old days, and you know a bunch of music scattered here and there, I'll scrape it all together. Uh, plus it was my favorite kind of wedding, it's going to be a lot of 70s and 80s, so I go to do this. Now, this 80 gig hard drive, my wonderful, beautiful wife purchased for me about 15 years ago. And I've been using it all the way up to the point, two years ago, when the show was on the air. So, show goes on, I take the show off the air, and then a couple months later, the computer crashes. And... So I got this USB external drive that I used to use. So I just shut the external drives off. I have a terabyte in the 80 gig. I just shut them off, power them down, whatever. So now I go to grab that drive, plug it in, and it's not reading. And it's not giving me an error, but it's not reading. I can't access the drive. And I try on both my computers, my desktop and laptop, And I actually, I sent them an email. I said, "May have a bit of an issue here. We'll work through it. I have resources. Bit of an issue, though. And so I stepped back, thought about it, and thought about it. And I'm like, okay, let's look at this. It's a 15-year-old drive. I know it worked. Everything I have in the house is Windows 10. So I took it to work and plugged it into an 11-year-old laptop at work. And it came up. So it turns out, in this case, luckily enough, it was the fact that the hard drive was a USB 1.1. And apparently, Windows 10 is not even backwards compatible. Like, usually your USB will be backwards compatible. But I guess Windows 10 won't even load a driver for USB 1.1. So, the reason I told you that story was to say, well, if you put them on the drive... On a drive, you want to make sure that, A, you're going to be able to access that drive. And I think that begs another question in this day and age. Is should you have a redundant backup in the cloud? Now, there's a lot of ways to do that. You know, you can do that with your Google account. You can do that with a OneDrive account if you have a Microsoft account. You can do that with, the, with an iCloud account. So there's some instantaneous ways. All three of them, you can buy more storage. You get a certain amount for your account, but you can buy more. Because the important thing is having that backup. If you're going to take the time to digitize your old family photographs... And the nice thing about doing that too is, if you if you develop a family tree with family tree software, you'll have the digital version of the pictures to put into it to accompany the you know the family tree. But you're going to want to have it backed up in a spot where you know flood, fire, you know earthquake, things like that, that can damage a drive, damage a computer, damage the pictures. So you want to have that additional backup. I mean, and then, I mean, you know, it's great having them in albums, and you can sit there and flip through them and reminisce without having to boot up a computer, of course, because you have a digital version. So it is nice to have the albums, but you want to be prepared and double prepared in case something happens. You're going to take the time to digitize them, scan them, crop them, whatever you got to do, then it would just be nice to Have that additional backup. And so it just got me thinking uh, this week that I wanted to talk to you and share with you about, you know, my thoughts on it. I mean, you know, you can send me a chat. You know, if you have some thoughts or send me a message. You know, the future. I mean, Tony's talking about the future. You know, we can save them. But you're saving them in probably like a JPEG format. Maybe you save them as PDFs. I mean, I, I, I did both this week for my friend. What happens with the way technology just consistently speeds up, goes faster, develops new things every minute? What happens in 20 years? Will they still be able to read JPEGs? I mean, look what happened to uh, the five and a quarter inch floppy disks. Well, hell, the three and a half. I'm looking at one right now. I have photos on there. I have a USB drive, an external floppy drive, so I can pull pictures off of these floppy disks. Believe it or not, some of the first digital cameras to come out didn't use the little micro disks. They used floppy disks to store pictures on. You could take six pictures and then you had to change the disk. Depending on how you set the resolution. But hopefully, for all of us, you know, in the years to come, they maintain these different photo formats. Otherwise, we're gonna go crazy, right? We're gonna we're gonna go crazy if we do all this, and then generations to come can't look at these pictures. And you know what the funniest thing of all is, and I've seen memes to this effect, you know. Have you ever seen this meme side by side, looking at your grandmother twenty years ago and then looking at your grandmother these days? You know, I mean the way, (laughs) the way we have become, and not everybody, but you know, you know what I mean. Your grandmothers in nineteen thirties, you know, had the collars all up. You know, your grandmother from you know, two thousand ten is probably twenty two years old. So... It's just the truth, folks. I try to speak the truth as much as possible. Um, so, photographs, man. Got to save them. I got to scan all this stuff. Luckily, though, I just got my hands on a very fast scanner. I've been procrastinating about my pictures because I know how fast my desktop scanner scans. Mm-hmm. And then after that it's as the scanner resets itself. Now these were live sound effects by the host. And and then you put a five by seven picture on there, but you gotta go back and you have to crop off the rest of the eight and a half by eleven because most of these desktop scanners have no sense of, of what they're doing. So the scanner I was using this week, pretty neat. You put something on there, it just automatically reads how big it is and scans only that field, which saves a lot of time, especially from my perspective as an IT professional, trying to digitize photos or something. It cuts down a lot of time, so you return, turn the project around back to your client in lickety-split time. So, But hey, drop me a line at the show. And let me know what you're doing, or drop me a line to show if you want some advice on what I'm doing. Digitizing photos. You know, do you get creative? Do you make slideshows out of them? Do you go online and set up photo albums online that you can share with people? Be very careful about this. <laughs> I made a slideshow of a family, a family milestone. And I took all the photos, and I made a video, and put a nice soundtrack to it, put it on YouTube to share with everyone, and I got busted. <laughs> so, if you're going to do that, you know why I got busted, because I used music for my, you know, common music library. YouTube just sucks, man. But anyway, so if you're going to do that, I suggest you find, uh, like, some sort of me- like mega show. Like, I use Mega... Uh, for sharing files. And I can put the video there. And then just send out a share link to everybody. Or use one of your cloud services. That aren't combing your file. Looking for the music you used. Okay. I'm being a little sarcastic with my presentation here. Because you know we did the Christmas show. We played all this wonderful music. From like the 40's and 50's. And I got busted by YouTube. On every single track we <laughs> we used. So. That goes back to why I I said the YouTube police, if you're listening, I got credit uh, I gave credit to where credit's due with the permission I have for that song up there. But anyway, uh gonna come up on a final stretch here, but First, I'm going to take a drink of that iced tea over there, and it's not Long Island, it's regular, so don't give me any problems. In the meanwhile, you guys listen to this.
1: This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop?
0: Welcome back, America, to the Joel Mihalik Show. I'm Joel Mihalik saying, hey, thanks a lot for being here with me and hanging out with me and listening to me talk and lose my voice and all that other stuff. But check out my new website, man. QYBRadioNetwork.com. That's the parent site. You want to chat, you can just stop by during the live show. Make sure you sign up for that free Spreaker account because the chat room on Spreaker is always open during the live show. But you can also... Get me at facebook.com slash JM talk. Real easy. I'm at JM talk. You can tag me. You can come chat. You can come post. You can come check it out. On the Facebook page, I will continue as these things come to me and as I comb the internet and find them. I'm going to be continuing to post videos of stupid people. Because we talked about, you and I, we had this conversation, right? We talked about. Ooh, Where do people get these... Where do kids get these ideas to eat Tide Pods and stuff like that? Where pour hot water on unsuspecting people. I mean, these stupid challenges. And it seems like the floodgates open. Like, after I had that conversation on the program, it's like the floodgates opened up, and all of a sudden I just keep getting or finding or being sent videos of wombats doing stupid things. And so I'll continue to share these on the Joel Mahalik Show Facebook page because our question is being answered on a consistent basis. No wonder people are doing this dumb stuff. So uh, another good reason to stop by there at least once or twice a week because you never know what I might be putting up there. And you're going to want to find out. So speaking of weird stuff, stupid people, whatever, whatever category this story wants to fall into, and if my old friend Bear Fan Ron was around, he would. This would definitely be one of the ones that fall under the uh, Ass Clown of the Week (ACOTW) segment hashtag. <laughs> uh, okay, and I want to thank our listener Darlene for sending this story in for uh, review and and whatever's going to come out of my mouth in the next few minutes as we talk about this. But check this out. An Indian woman's husband and brother-in-law have been arrested after she told police they stole one of her kidneys in lieu of a dowry. Now, for those of you too young to know what a dowry is, it is basically when you marry somebody. It's a gift from... The wife's family, I think, pretty sure that's it. And to the to the husband, either immediately, blood. I didn't drink enough of this tea, or maybe I drank too much of this tea. Either immediately or over time. So in West Bengal. Local media reports that the woman's husband arranged an appendicitis surgery when she was suffering stomach pain two years ago. Late in 2017, two separate medical examinations revealed she was in fact missing one of her kidneys. She alleges that her husband had frequently made demands for a dowry. uh, Which is, you know, usually it's money or something. Uh, As I said... The payment of dowries traditionally paid from a bride's family to a husband's and has been banned in India since 1961. So this is not even a thing anymore. Okay, so let's let's make sure we got that so you know that. Okay, now you know what a dowry is and now you know that it's been banned since 1961 in India. Uh, but speaking to the India Indian media, the alleged victim, Rita Sakar said she had been the victim of domestic abuse over the dowry issue for many years. She says... Quote, my husband took me to a private nursing home in Kolkata, where he and the medical staff told me that I would be fine after removing my inflamed appendix through surgery. Uh, She says that my husband warned me not to disclose the surgery in Kolkata to anyone. To anyone. Hmm. So... Uh, Months later, she was feeling unwell and taken to a doctor by members of her family. Scans then revealed her right kidney was missing. A second medical, medical exam confirmed the diagnosis. She says, I then understood why my husband implored me to keep quiet about the surgery. He sold my kidney because my family couldn't meet his demand for dowry. Uh a case was registered under provisions of the Transportation of Human Organs and Tissues Act. And they have also charged three persons with attempt to murder and bridal torture. Can you imagine that? Bridal torture? I mean, would you even think in this day and age that this stuff happens? Uh, I'm... You know, this This is almost a little more weird than, you know, waking up in a bathtub full of ice, you know, and your sides all stitched up. I mean, th- I mean, I'm giving you, like, the Breezeway story of it. I mean, you can look this up to get a more full account, where she does talk, in some stories she does talk in depth about, you know, the alleged abuse uh, that she went through over this dowry. And I I, I, I don't know... It confuses me sometimes why, you know, that, I mean, in women in, the, in these Middle Eastern countries go through stuff. Uh, I'm also confused by it because, I mean, I would never, never, I mean, treat anyone like this. I mean, you know, isn't that like the first cardinal rule? Treat others as you want to be treated. Uh, but here we have three people, the husband... And a brother-in-law and I guess somebody else This particular story Doesn't say who that third person is I know it was the brother-in-law and the husband both were arrested But this says there's three people And they're charged with attempted murder Or attempt to murder I don't know if that's the same It sounds like the same thing Right? Attempted? Attempt to? If you say attempt to real fast It's attempted, right? So It's probably the same thing uh, And bridal torture Over a dowry and it's not even a legal thing anymore. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, get a job. How about how about get a job instead of bugging your wife for her family to pay up money? You know, that's a that's a problem apparently all over the world. Because I know we have a problem with lazy ass husbands here. So apparently, it's a problem you know all around the world where they're too lazy to work, and they're going to torture their wives. You know, until somebody pays money? That doesn't make you her husband. That makes you a common criminal. A common criminal. But wow. So, I mean, I guess the moral of the story here, folks. The moral of the story is apparently. If you don't pay up some dowry, you're going to start missing some body parts that you can apparently live without. But that are high priced on the black market. You know, you can live without a kidney. I mean, I don't know what else. I mean, I I'm glad they they caught him because I mean, I was I was about to wonder if anyone needed a breast augmentation somewhere else in the world. You know, this poor woman, everything she went through. But um, I would definitely say that the husband would <laughs> would. Would definitely make Ass Clown of the Week. He makes my Wombat of the Week. I'm going to... That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to... I'm going to come up with like Wombat of the Week for the show. And I'll make sure that I send a letter to... uh, My friend BearFan Ron and see if he has any problem with... uh, That... Scenario. So I don't get... Sued over a dowry. I don't wake up one morning and find out that Ron took my kidney. But... Uh, So there you have it. You can find the story on all major news networks. It's not on the fake news. It's on the real news. Uh, My particular story came from the BBC. I love the BBC news. The BBC news is awesome. And let me tell you why. Because they don't put out news that's not real. They don't try to sell opinion as news. And if you want to know what's really going on in, a, in, in the United States, sometimes you have to look at BBC or Sky News or somebody other than news in the United States to get a uh, f- at least a different perspective. If you, if you want a different perspective, that's also a great way to get that perspective. But that's where I got this story, uh, and you feel free to do with it what you want. I'm going to flush mine down the wombat hole over here and put it next to this. Alright, so I got all my news stories piling up. I pile them all up over here, and then what I do is I turn it into reusable resources and use it to start the fires in the fireplace. I mean, recycling at its best, right? So, okay. Okay. Alright, so I found this list of useful websites. And I don't know if I would say all of them are really useful. So I'm definitely not going to go through the whole list. But, you know, I like to end the show on a high note or a good note. I don't want to say a high note. I'll offend somebody. But on a good note. You know, talk about something lighthearted or, you know, something like that. Um, So, found this list of some useful websites. There are some pretty useful websites. Websites out there, like, for example, here, and here's a, here's a great tip for my younger listeners, if you're listening, uh, textbooks, you know, you can buy, you can sell your textbooks, cashforbooks.net, okay, or sellbackyourbook.com, so you can, um, or, let me not confuse myself, so the first two, cashforbooks.net, sellbackyourbook.com, great sites to sell your school textbooks on, Chegg, C H E G G, C H E G G, Chegg.com slash used textbooks. You can buy or rent from there. So here's the thing you're in school, textbooks cost, I mean, upwards of like $150, $200. They have an example on on the thing I'm reading here $224 textbook being sold for $24 on Chegg.com. And so you're saving money. Now, you can make money off your textbooks. I have, believe it or not, and I'm not going to make anything off of these. I have textbooks from when I was in school up here on the shelf. I can't sell them because these courses probably have been updated ten times over. So I've lost my opportunity, or these opportunities weren't around. But you could, Right? Uh, so a couple places where you can turn your old textbooks into cash. So long, again, so long as the courses are so valid and that the schools accept those versions of your of your school books. Uh, that's always the issue. I had a great, let me check my time here. I had a great professor for just about every one of my history courses on my history degree who did not believe in textbooks. I loved her for it. Spent no money taking her classes. She believed in all alternative resources other than the text. And it was pretty cool because that's what taught me to, before there was, check what you read. I was already checking when I read it because when I read something, I go and get it from several sources, several opinions, and, you know. So that taught me that years ahead of its time. So, okay. Um... Surgery lookup. Now, this is interesting for people that are going to have a surgery. Maybe you're wondering about your surgery. Or maybe you just have too much free time on your hand and you watch weird videos. Like someone I'm married to. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Surgery lookup. Uh, You can get information on 450 surgical procedures and topics such as anti-nausea drugs, hysterectomy, lumpectomy, Splenectomy, tendon repair, and many other related subjects. Each entry has a standardized format that includes the definition, diagnosis, risks, and more. You can go to surgeryencyclopedia.com. Surgeryencyclopedia.com. So, uh, I don't know if I would go there. But you know what? I might have gone there. I had a surgery a couple years ago. might have been interested to see what I... I mean, I did okay, you know. So, <laughs> all right. Now... If you dabble in the stock market, I'm the kind of guy that, I mean, I have a 401k and they manage it and I don't know much about it. I'm very conservative, so I'm not playing the market like other people play the market. At the same time, I don't make a lot of money with my 401k because I don't play the market. But don't get ripped off. Free financial industry regulatory authority tool. To research the background and experience of brokers, financial advisors, and financial firms, wouldn't that be an awesome tool for you to have? I'm giving this information away for free. BrokerCheck. What BrokerCheck. Finra is that a word, or did they try to like abbreviate two words? Finra. BrokerCheck Finra. BrokerCheck. Finra. I'm going to have to type this stuff in the show notes now, afterwards. Because I want you to be able to go and get it. Man. Uh, Okay. (laughs) And then there was one more I wanted to share with you here. A website that you can use. And it was um, Healthier Pets. There we go. Uh, This is a great site. I did visit this one this week. Uh, because I have a pet who actually she's, she's been sick this week, so and um, so I wanted to get see what this site was like. And it is well worth a trip over there if you have a pet and you, you know, want them to be um, healthier. Healthier pets, summer safety, traveling with the pets, controlling fleas, ticks, and various other parasites, neuter in Spain, vaccinations, pet insurance, and more. And this is all from the American Veterinary Medical Association, the AVMA.org. And then when you get to AVMA.org, just search pet care. And then it opens up the door for you to check all these different things. Pet insurance, very interesting topic. Not that we're going into it tonight, but uh, yeah, I, several times I've dabbled in in it. And I, w- I want to make myself a note here, uh, pet insurance, because I, I do want to explore that with, with you guys down the road at some point I toyed with it getting it don't get it you know it I I know several years ago it was really garbage I'm seeing that it's come a long way it has come a long way uh so and then you know we we have some issues with our with our pup And then you wind up, you still start making like a pros-cons list. Do you get it? Do you not get it? Is it going to matter? That becomes the big question. Is it going to matter? But I dabbed a little bit, and there's more information. You might be able to find out something like that from this website. So if you've been having that crushing conversation with yourself, with your mind, you might be able to get some answers from here. But they are some very useful websites for you to check out uh, and See if it helps you with with anything. Uh, I think next week I'm going to talk about one of the things we're going to have a conversation about is some of the weird things that you would never think to make sure you took on vacation with you. So that's going to be on the docket for next week. And that's at 8 o'clock Sunday, same time. And hopefully you can join me there. Visit the website, QIBradionetwork.com and the Facebook page at JM Talk. I'll be here next Sunday at 8 o'clock Eastern Hopefully you will too. Thanks for joining me. I'm Joel Mihalik for The Joel Mihalik Show. Good night, everybody. Have a great week.